This is the Jay Doherty Podcast. And now, broadcasting live from downtown Chicago, here's your host, Jay Doherty. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Jay Doherty Podcast. This is episode number 69, recorded on Saturday, February 2nd, 2019. It's 1.34 right now as I'm coming on the air for the breaking news. Yes, there is breaking news this hour. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam is expected to hold a press conference. I'm receiving a live feed right now. And uh, he's expected to address the uh, photo, the infamous photo that just came out last night about uh, where we're depicted on his yearbook from medical school. And he was about 25 years old. The photo taken in 1984. And it was him. Well, originally he claimed that it was him and another man. Uh, one wearing blackface and one wearing a KKK robe. They didn't know which was which. But now he reverted to his original statement of no response, saying that he never recalled taking the photo and that it is, quote, probably not him. You know, he doesn't recollect anything, any memory of him uh, taking a photo like that or of any racist behavior. Although he did issue a statement last night, jumped right on top of it. Actually, you know, it took him a couple hours before he even had a response, but of course no response is technically a response, as we learn here in politics. I have a live feed coming in right now uh, from uh, my little fancy machine here. Let's take it now as we uh, go over to this next topic. This is what it sounds like right now in the room where he is uh, expected to give his address momentarily. He was supposed to start at 1.30. Of course, normally press briefings infamously start at, uh, you know, about seven minutes later. So, it's 1.35 right now. So, I I would expect in the next two minutes for Mr. Nordham to come out and address the about, I would say, 25 members, if not more, of the press with cameras, microphones, and notepads standing there to take... His comments. We don't know what he's going to say. I really, I have no idea what he's going to say. Uh, he'll probably just rephrase the statement. But the really, the the opportunity here for Mr. Nordham is for the cameras and for the questions. And I'm going to take that feed down just for a second here. But yeah, really, the the opportunity is for the questions uh, to be asked for Mr. Nordham because you know uh, he he's issued a, a, a paper statement. He's also issued a video statement on Twitter yesterday, and we talked about that breaking coverage yesterday on episode number 68, but less than 24 hours after the photo appeared, he showed up for, or he showed up and apologized for the photo showing one person dressed in blackface and the other in the Ku Klux Klan white hood and robe, and then he uh, said actually in the video that he's not going to resign, he even mentions mentions the uh, existence of the rest of his term, which is a pretty bold move, tons of activists and leaders within um, you know, uh, African American communities, but also just communities and and the Virginian people as a whole, calling for him to resign. He said that he's not going to, of course. Uh, of course, he's probably not going to be reelected. I mean, I would be, as I said yesterday, astonished if he was reelected. Uh, mostly for, I mean, two reasons. Number one, it's fundamentally disgraceful, racist, and wrong, which was the title of uh, last week's episode. But also because. of his constituents are African-American, and the uh, African-American vote makes up an incredibly large percentage of Virginian governor vote. In fact, I don't even know how he was elected. Actually, he seemed, 
Actually, you know, I do know how he was elected. He actually seemed very, I mean, he was, he seemed pretty smart. He was, uh, he's a doctor, he was a neurologist, he was a, uh, he served in the military, so he was a pretty likable guy. It's just, WTKR released this photo of him, or of his yearbook, with him on his specific page with two men, one wearing blackface and one wearing the KKK robe. It's 1.38 right now. No sign of Mr. Nordham in this conference here. There's a couple security guards, and it looks like he might be... All the reporters are looking to the left. All the, the door seems like it's, uh, you know, going to open, uh, although we don't know. Oh, there's someone talking. So it just appeared, and I'm not sure exactly what's happening. It looks like he's about to come to the podium right now. It looks like I'm only getting a right channel of audio right now for some reason. So maybe we'll get that left channel back up here in a second. And it looks like he's about to come to the podium. Uh, let's see if we can restore this right channel of audio. Sorry, this is... This is called live live uh, television here, live broadcasting. Um, I hope it's not my system. I don't think it is. All right, it looks like Mr. Northam is walking out now. He's at the podium, bringing here. Let's see what he has to say about the infamous photo just leaked 24 hours ago. Actually, less. Here's Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. Well, good afternoon. Thank you all for for being here. I'm pleased to be joined by. My wife, Pam. Pam, thank you for being here as well. There has been much public discussion about racist and offensive materials that appear on my page of the 1984 Eastern Virginia Medical School yearbook. And I believe it is important for Virginians to hear directly from me and, to, and for me to answer as many questions as are necessary about these circumstances. With that in mind, I would like to read a statement about these events, and then I will be glad to take your questions. Yesterday, I took responsibility for content that appeared on my page in the Eastern Virginia Medical School yearbook that was clearly racist and offensive. I am not and will not excuse the content of the photo. It was offensive, racist, and despicable. When my staff showed me the photo in question yesterday, I was seeing it for the first time. I did not purchase the EVMS yearbook, and I was unaware of what was on my page. When I was confronted with the images yesterday, I was appalled that they appeared on my page, but I believe then and now that I am not either of the people in that photo. I stand by my statement of apology to the many Virginians who were hurt by seeing this content on a yearbook page that belongs to me. It is disgusting. It is offensive. It is racist. And it was my responsibility to recognize and prevent it from being published in the first place. I recognize that many people will find this difficult to believe. The photo appears with others I submitted on a page with my name on it. Even in my own statement yesterday, I conceded that based on the evidence presented to me at the time.
the most likely explanation that it was indeed me in the photo. In the hours since I made my statement yesterday, I reflected with my family and classmates from the time and affirmed my conclusion that I am not the person in that photo. While I did not appear in this photo, I am not surprised by its appearance in the EVMS yearbook. In the place and time where I grew up, many actions that we rightfully recognize as abhorrent today were commonplace. My belief that I did not wear that costume or attend that party stems in part from my clear memory of other mistakes I made in the same period of my life. That same year, I did participate in a dance contest in San Antonio, in which I darkened my face as part of a Michael Jackson costume. I look back now and regret that I did not understand the harmful legacy of an action like that. It is because my memory of that episode is so vivid that I truly do not believe I am in the picture in my yearbook. You remember these things. As I began my career and met my wife, Pam, I also began to develop a stronger understanding of this country's history and the harm that certain actions and attitudes cause. That does not excuse my behaviors up to that point, but it did offer me an opportunity to change and to grow, and I took it. I pursued my career as a soldier, a physician, and as a public servant because I wanted to help people. The experiences I had in each of those chapters and the people I met along the way helped me form a set of values that define the person I am now and the way I aspire to lead this Commonwealth as your governor. In some ways, my personal history mirrors that of this Commonwealth. There are actions and behaviors in my past that were hurtful. But like Virginia, I have also made significant progress in how I approach these issues. I am far from perfect, and I can always strive to do more. But I have devoted my entire life, my career in the Army, as a pediatrician, and in public service, to making life better for all people, no matter who they are. Today, I am not ready to ask Virginians to grant me their forgiveness for my past actions. I also do not fully expect that they will immediately believe my account of these events. Right now, I am simply asking for the opportunity to demonstrate beyond a shadow of a doubt that the person I was is not the man I am today. I am asking for the opportunity to earn your forgiveness. If I were to listen to the voices calling on me to resign my office today, I could spare myself from the difficult path that lies ahead. I could avoid an honest conversation about harmful actions from my past. I cannot in good conscience choose the path that would be easier for me in an effort to duck my responsibility to reconcile. I took an oath to uphold this office and serve the people of this Commonwealth to the best of my ability. As long as I believe I can effectively fulfill that task, I intend to continue doing the business of Virginia. I believe this moment can be the first small step 
to open a discussion about these difficult issues and how they contribute to the greater racism and discrimination that defines so much of our history. This very house stands as a monument to the dark and complicated history of this commonwealth. These walls are adorned with portraits of men and women who owned slaves, actively oppressed people of color, as well as men and women who stood tall and advanced the causes of equality and racial justice in the Commonwealth and this country. In that discussion, it will not be my role to speak to Virginians about these issues. My responsibility is to listen, to learn, and to continue to grow as a man and as a leader. I am ready for an honest conversation about racial injustice and the need for real reconciliation, real justice, and real equality. I believe the agenda this administration is pursuing clearly demonstrates the progress both I and our Commonwealth have made since the darkest chapters of our history. I promise to fight for a Virginia that works better for all people and our commitment to economic justice, access to health care, criminal justice reform, educational equity, and a clean environment reflect those priorities. As this conversation moves forward, I want to hear from Virginians from every walk of life about how we can fight even harder to build the Virginia that they deserve. Before I take questions, I want to take this opportunity to apologize to the many people who have been hurt by this episode and mistakes that I have made in the past. I am ready to earn your forgiveness, and I am ready to begin today. Thank you, and I look forward to your questions. Yes, sir. Be crystal clear, you're saying that you had no idea this racist photo existed before it surfaced less than 24 hours ago. The, the photo in the EVMS yearbook? Yes. That's correct. I was uh, in the United States Army uh, while I was in medical school. Uh, I uh, knew where I was going upon uh, graduation from medical school. Uh, I was doing rotations uh, out of the state. Uh, I had nothing to do with the preparation of the uh, yearbook, nor did I buy one. And so this was the first time, yesterday evening was the first time I saw this photo. It was shocking and it was horrific. How do you account for one of your nicknames that's listed in the BMI yearbook in 1981, Coon Man? What's your ex explanation for that? My, my main nickname uh, in high school uh, and in college was Goose, uh, because when my voice was changing, I would change an octave. Uh, there were two individuals, as best I can recollect, at VMI, they were a year ahead of me, that called me Coon Man. I don't know their motives or intent. Uh, I know who they are. Um, but uh, that was the extent of that, and it ended up in the yearbook, and I, I regret that. Before you spoke, you had almost the entire Democratic establishment calling for your resignation, saying that it's Justin Fairfax who deserves to, to stand where you're standing right now. What's your response to that? You know, um, I think we have, have done a great job over the last year. We've worked on a lot of the, the, the challenges that I uh, just outlined. Um, this has hurt a lot of people. Uh, it's hurt a lot of people in our party. I suspect it's hurt people in the opposing party, and it's hurt Virginians. And I want to assure everybody, number one, that that is not my picture. Uh, that is not my person uh, on that picture in the yearbook. Um, we will continue uh, to lead. We will continue to talk about the issues that are important. But we also will have a conversation as we move forward about trust. 
Uh, and I have uh, been a man of honor. Uh, as you know, I was the president of the Honor Court at VMI. Uh, I asked my colleagues, I asked Virginians uh, to accept my word, uh, to realize that I have made mistakes in my past, to offer forgiveness, uh, and then let's all as a commonwealth move forward. Last question. Last question, sir. He looks like he's moving on right there. And uh, that was Virginia Governor Ralph Northam at his uh, press conference in Virginia taking questions from reporters. He says that he's not going to resign. One of the more notable parts of that conference that I wrote down is he said that he was not in blackface. He was not in the KKK robe, as he recalls in that photo, although he did on a separate occasion dress as Michael Jackson and painted in blackface uh, unknowingly to him. He was uh, dressing in blackface, which he did not know, apparently, that that was offensive at the time. The feed went out there of, uh, that was, I believe, NBC reporter Jeff Bennett asking those questions. Let's see if we can pull the feed back right now uh, and uh, get Mr. Northam's feed right back here. Sorry, it's kind of tough to be the technical director and the uh, the uh, host at the same time. Let's see, here we are. Uh, you have your own party at this point. I mean, I've been speaking to Democrats who say... Yes, well, a lot of it is communication, and it starts today. I, I've obviously I've been talking. To All right, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. You know, when, when there's kind of more important, or you know, as as the press conference continues. But uh, he says that he intends to continue working against racism as a governor, and he's very sorry for the actions. No resignation in sight. All the you know, I thought one of the greatest questions was asked by that reporter that you just heard, saying, you know, the whole Democratic establishment basically called on you to resign. Was your response to that? He said, we can move forward, and we can work together, and I apologize. And um, uh, I don't know if he will seek re-election. I don't. I mean, certainly he will not win, but uh, that seems to be where things stand right now. Now, he, there was no previous to this press conference. What I found interesting, at least to my knowledge, was that there was no uh, sighting of, you know, of the Virginia governor's Michael Jackson incident, as he calls it, or as he reported it to be. Um, and there, so, I mean, there was also no public media coverage of this Michael Jackson. I don't think anyone even knew about it, uh, at least in the public. Um, but the main statements coming is, you know, I'm sorry, uh, this racist photo incident has hurt a lot of people. And he said that he also... Uh, conspired with his, or he conversed with his, um, Democrat, or his cl former classmates, which I thought was interesting, I'd love to hear the, the calls from that, what they said, and, uh, and all that stuff, but, you know, that's really interesting, no response yet from the president, Donald Trump, saying nothing so far, at least on Twitter, no statement released from, uh, him directly as of right now, as I, as far as I know, I don't think there was any, uh, statement, uh, although on Twitter, two hours ago, Trump says, uh, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying my life here, and my USA hat on my own private golf of course, at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, so Tiger Woods is joining him there with uh, Jack Nicklaus, so that's very interesting. So as M Mr. Uh, Northam was, uh, you know, re <laughs> receiving all these, uh, you know, f terrible comments about his terrible actions in the past, Trump is just enjoying himself at his own private country club in Florida. So... Very interesting. Um, he's taking the weekend off, it seems like, at the moment, uh, you know, so that's really interesting, and, uh, that's basically where things stand. At the moment, there's nothing really breaking besides Mr. Northam's, uh, 
situation, um, because, just because, you know, Trump has not, uh, done anything. I mean, yesterday, there, of course, the jobs report came out, which was very good. I guess we'll talk about that before we wrap up here in the next five minutes. Um, he said that he dressed up as Michael, or, sorry, I want to, ret- <laughs> it's, it's so, I'm, there's so many thoughts, because it's like, I'm trying to manage all this technical stuff, but also think about what I'm going to say. So, uh, Mr. Northam said that he is, at Michael Jackson, he dressed up as Michael Jackson without knowing that the blackface was an offensive thing. He thought it was just a part of his costume, at least according to this press conference. But to talk about more about Trump, let's talk about uh, the jobs growth. There was a huge jobs report, uh, job, jobs report published uh, recently, uh, yesterday actually. And uh, Trump was very happy about that. Jo- jobs actually have had record high numbers ever since Trump has uh, came into office, and I'll give him that credit. I I don't really think that's I don't think partially that's his uh, great doing, and I don't think many uh, I don't you know I don't think he has any control over that at least in terms of the economy. It's been doing all right in terms of the stock market, but uh, as it closed yesterday, did at yesterday, the Dow was up 0.26%, 25,063 point 89, up 64.22. The Nasdaq down 0.25%, 7,263.87, down 17.87. S&P 500 uh, up 0.09%, uh, 2,706.53, up 2.43 points. I'm just realizing I did not do my little swoosh, so why don't I do my little swoosh here? Uh, so we can see formalize. Oh, there's the press conference. I guess I won't be able to do the swoosh. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, the key stats. The 10-year yield at 2.69%, up 0.06 points. The oil is at 55.37, up 0.20. The yen at 109.48, up 0.60. The euro at $1.15, up 0.09. Gold at uh, 13.22, flat, down 0.01. In terms of the stock markets in the world, everything seems to be going well, the ones that we keep an eye on, except for in Hong Kong. Japan, London, and Germany are all up, uh, but the Hang Seng market in Hong Kong is down 0.04% at 11.73, and that's coming at 27,930.74. Looking at the commodities, everything is down or flat, except for oil is up uh, 0.20%. At 55.37, gas, gold, silver are all down, and corn is staying at a 378.25 flat, no increase. But stocks have been doing pretty well in the since the beginning of 2019. The Dow Jones up 7.44%, the Nasdaq up 9.47%, and the S&P 500 at 7.97% since uh, the ball dropped in New Year's Eve. It's the Jay Doherty Podcast. I think we're going to have to wrap it up right there just because there's so much uh, news, and I don't know if I will be able to cover it all. The Northam Press Conference continues on, and I guess we'll pick up that feed before we wrap up just to finish off the uh, press conference here and finish off the podcast. And I think all of you will be reassured uh, to see that I am not in that photograph. Governor, you said um, at the San Antonio party... Yes. I wasn't. I, I mean, I, I'll tell you exactly what I did, uh, Alan. Uh, I uh, dressed up. Uh, this is in, in reference a, to the Michael Jackson. Uh, um, what's his name? Michael Jackson. Excuse me. That's why I had Pam with me. Um, I had uh, the shoes. I had a, a glove, uh, and I used just a little bit of shoe polish to put under my or on my cheeks, 
And the reason I used a very little bit is because I don't know if anybody's ever tried that, but you cannot get shoe polish off. But but it was a it was a, a dance contest. I had always a liked joke or something? Michael Jackson. Uh, I actually won the contest because I had learned how to do the moonwalk. But then let me tell you what happened, uh, Alan. Uh, I have a very close friend who was uh, my assistant during the campaign. Uh, I don't think he would mind me telling you his name. His name is Seth Opoko Yeboah. Um, and during some of our long rides around the Commonwealth, the very issue of black facing came up. And he really did a good job communi communicating to me why that's so offensive. And, and it was actually during that conversation I said, you know, Seth, uh, I put some polish on my face. I competed in a dance contest dressed up as Michael Jackson. And I said, I assume you probably would, would think that's offensive. He said, I would. And I said, you know what, Seth? I appreciate you being open with me. I apologize for what I've done in the past, and I can promise you I'll never do that again in the future. I think it's kind of interesting. I'll bring this down just a little bit. It's kind of interesting. He uh, he forgot Michael Jackson's name and then said, referenced that he knew how to do the moonwalk, bragging to reporters yes. about uh, how he can dance. So, very interesting. At least he's laying it all on the table. It's kind of hard to hear the questions just because there's no microphones from my feed here. Uh, but here's Ralph Northam responding yes, to this question. There are three photos, too, if I could look at the picture. But I think there are three photos. One, me standing in front of a car that I restored. One, kneeling, uh, like on a farm setting. And then one, just a more formal picture. Uh, I did submit those. Um, where this other picture came from, I don't know. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and and hypothesize or speculate how it happened, but I can only imagine that if there are a number of photos laid out on a table and someone is pasting those on page after page, that one could get mistakenly put on the wrong page. And, and as I said earlier, uh, this has happened numerous times in this particular yearbook, and I suspect that's what happened in this case. I'm accepting, excuse me, accepting responsibility that this photograph was on my page in the yearbook. Uh, I regret that. It is horrific. Uh, it made me sick uh, when I saw it. Um, but I will tell you uh, that my word, uh, I will stand and live by my word. I was the president of the VMI Honor Court. Our code there is a cadet shall not lie, cheat, steal, or tolerate those do. Uh, that's the most meaningful thing to me in my life. Uh, I tell the truth. I'm telling the truth today. That was not my picture uh, in the photo. Right you know, I have uh, had a, a drink over the years, several drinks over the years, but I have never uh, been to the point where I'm not in touch uh, with my surroundings. Um, and the, the whole point, and this is what really baffled me of, of this situation. Uh, I looked at that photograph. Once I started thinking, I said, if I had dressed up like that, had put whatever was on that person's face and stood beside a costume of the KKK, I would remember that. And I have no recollection at all. And there are some other things, as I said, it's, if, you look at, if one looks at the picture, uh, it's not my picture. Um, I remember the dance contest 
in San Antonio. This guy actually like asked a great question. And so my conclusion from that is I certainly take responsibility for what happened in San Antonio. I have learned from that. But this was not my picture. I was not in that costume, either uh, as black-faced or as KKK. Uh, and it's, it's not me. Time for a couple more. One here. If that would have been you in that picture, would you have resigned? Why do you think that that picture is any more offensive than dressing up as Michael Jackson? It, it would, are both of those things disqualified? It's a great point. And, you know, I, I uh, at the time, uh, when I dressed up as Michael Jackson, it was a talent show. Um, I didn't personally find it as, as unacceptable at that, that time. I have learned since, again, uh, in talking to my, uh, uh, to my friend Seth, the, the picture, though, that is in the EVMS yearbook with the, the black facing uh, and the member of the KKK uh, is just horrific. It's totally offensive. And so uh, I find both of them uh, to be wrong. Um, I wasn't responsible for the first one. I can tell you that. Uh, I take responsibility for the uh, issue in, in San Antonio. Very interesting. He's saying that he did put on blackface, or at least the headlines are, he did put on blackface or shoe polish in another instance, but he did not do it in this photo. I suppose that's good that he's laying it out on, uh, you know, on the table and everything, but it uh, seems to be, uh, I, I don't know, it just, it's, it's really a, um, He's, very, he's uh, clearly very open about a multitude of things in this press conference. He's continuing to take questions, and, uh, you know, I, I think this guy's kind of a character to be, I mean, at least the way he's acting in this press conference. Uh, although these, of course, these images are deeply disturbing. He said that it's not him, it's definitely not him, and he didn't answer that previous reporter's question about if this was you, would you resign? Now, he in originally, and I don't know why he didn't answer this, or at least he, if he did answer it this way, then the reporter could have rebuttaled by saying what I'm about to say in a second. He said that he, in originally, when he released this statement, he jumped to the conclusion that it was him in the photo because it was on his yearbook page. He's now saying it's not, but he said that because at the time when these, when he assumed that this was his photo in the yearbook, that he would resi- that he was not going to resign. So that reporter asked him actually a trick question because if he said that he, if it was in the photo, then I would resign and you know hold to true to his uh, so-called cadet values as he just cited. Then the reporter could quickly rebuttal and get him in a little bit, you know, corner him a little bit in terms of uh, you know hypocrisy. So he says and he's insisting that he's not going to resign. Let's go back to the press conference feed. You said the competition Yes. You danced the moonwalk? That's right. Are you still able to moonwalk? Uh, inappropriate My wife says inappropriate circumstances. That's an interesting question. I don't know why you would ask that, though. Sure. What I really want to do is, is talk about the, the racism and the hatred and the bigotry that, that I have fought so long and hard for. I mean, I, I'll give you just a quick example. All right, no here's one, the talking the point. So we'll fade that out right there because, I, you know, I don't want to really hear talking points. We'll have it going on in the background. I'll keep my feed machine on here from Richmond, Virginia, in the capital there where he's uh, citing and speaking from 
uh, the Capitol building there for the state in Virginia. It's 2.06 right now. I just passed my 31.42 uh, time uh, right here, and I don't, I cannot go on, unfortunately, longer for the 30 minutes at the moment. Uh, we'll probably go on longer once we get the video and everything, but I always like to keep it to, out of respect for your time at about 30 minutes. But if you want to stay updated, always go to the uh, website, j-doherty.com, and then if you want to hear the news, you can go to j-doherty.com news. We have a full written news uh, page over there, and it's completely factual news, fact-checked and investigated, and we have news stories every single day. If you want to get updates in your inbox, the place to go is j-doherty.com slash newsletter. Again, that's j-doherty.com slash newsletter, and you'll get an update. You can either get breaking updates, so you get uh, updates every time there's breaking news and we're covering it, or you can also just get weekly updates about the uh, top of the week's news. It's been the, oh, whoop, that's not the sound effect that I want. I want the sound effect. It's been the J. Doherty Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your existence and keep on listening to the podcast if you like it. If you hate it, please let me know by emailing me or you can actually go uh, in iTunes. Okay, I am like really messing up in this technical directing today. Uh, I think it's because my fader, and I'll do a video because I'm looking into doing more video in the future here. Uh, there we go. There's my sound, but I don't want it to start there. Okay, and I don't know. Uh, sorry about this, everyone. I don't think I've ever had this bad of an episode technically before, so uh, I don't know. I, I might have to uh, <laughs> either move my board closer or get uh, someone to help me out here for the show or both. I don't know. It's the J. Doherty Podcast, episode number 69 on Saturday, February 2nd, 2019 at 2.08. We're ending the broadcast right here. We've got 42 people watching live in the chat room for Mr. Northam's response. Thank you so much for listening. It's uh, 41 degrees, better temperatures here in the Midwest after the record-breaking cold. And uh, that's going to be the end of the episode. I'll be back tomorrow on Sunday, February 3rd, 2019. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. See ya.